Welcome to Craft Beer Radio Pre-Show. So we are drinking Rebel Raw. We had the, the second one that they sent us that uh, was what, about a month and a half or a month and a week or so ago. And oh, was it that recently? Yeah, it wasn't that long okay. ago. Uh, but, you know, they sent it to us. Like, <laughs> they told us to drink it right away. Drink it this weekend. Yeah. And so we want to see if it's faded at all. Maybe a little. Still pretty hoppy. It's yeah, very hoppy. doesn't have that grittiness, I don't think. Yeah. I think it has faded a little bit. It doesn't have the... It, it does also have the same kind of... It wasn't very bright, but it, it was more alive, I guess. It was like... Remember, we all, we we're calling it a cacophony, right? Mm-hmm. It certainly has that fresh hopped, back of your throat scratchy, lupulin type feel. It's it's still very scratchy. Mm. But yeah... It, <clears throat> From what I remember, I mean, I have to have this side by side with the fresh one to really tell for sure. But right, it does feel a little less as yeah, a little less powerful, a little less encompassing than it was before. I suspect the same thing happens like Hetty Topper when we've had it. Right. Maybe we've never had a great Hetty Topper, yeah. fresh, super fresh Hetty. All right, so. Stuff and things. Well, there's lots of stuff to talk about. Lots of stuff that we uh, set out to talk about. We discussed. Um, oh, so I might as well say, say it on here. My my prediction for one of the next acquisitions. Of the Med, I'd say sometime in the next four or five months, let's say. Right. Give me give me enough you know, mm-hmm. enough time to have it. But I don't want to make it like a prediction that'll go on forever. So I'm going to say three Floyds. Three Floyds. It's an interesting prediction because my first thought was, oh, they're two rock stars to sell out. <laughs> Not these days. <laughs> exactly. Not when breweries are going for a billion dollars. Exactly. That's a stupid money. Mm-hmm. And It's uh, very du- it's dot-com boom money. So I saw a tweet... I think it was Jeff Alls. Bubble money is what it is. I think it was Jeff Allsworth who said it. it. Might have been someone else, but they're talking about how some things like are starting to become trends for precursors for acquisition, uh, either a large expansion or second brewery. Mm-hmm. You know, and so thinking about that, I mean, you have Twenty First Amendment just opened a giant brewery right. in the San Francisco. Um. You know, I, I know Sean O'Sullivan. I mean, we're not buds or anything, but you know, I've met him as much or more than many brewers. So I feel like you know one of the ones I know the most. I'd be surprised, but looking at the other angles, right? It seems like that would be one to look at. If you can make your money and make your own brewery just from you know a tiny bit of the money you made, although I'm sure there's going to be some mm-hmm. agreement saying you can't get a brewer in in beer for like three years or something, but they could always yeah. jump back in at some point. Yeah, there's a big lockout. I mean, that's yeah. what Cantwell Cantwell can't work as a brewer right now. Uh, well, there was news about New Belgium still. You mm-hmm. know, it was a little more they re, re, they re talked about it and whatnot. Uh, but again, big expansion, breweries opening up. Flying Dog must be on the on the. On the radar for some of these companies. You think they're big enough to be on the radar? Sure. They're they're more corporate than Three Floyds is. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's not like I would have the opinion of them being their their label artwork is metal, but yeah, they're <laughs> not. Uh, who else? 
Who else would be good? I think, you know, probably see, with stupid money going around, you're probably going to see a rock star like the brewery or Cigar City or Funky Buddha mm-hmm. or Prairie Artisan Ales or something like that go for like 25x or 30x. Yeah, I, you know, because it'll because they're small enough mm-hmm. that it could still be in the hundreds of millions of dollar price range and be like thirty x their annual revenue or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, does does that bring what a big what a big brewer wants? I mean, a big brewery is not uh, necessarily <laughs> just going for a name. Well, because that doesn't that seems a little counterproductive. Well, if they're going for something popular, something that has well, but, but, legs. But a small brewery that is excruciatingly popular, if they could scale this up and maintain the excruciating popularity, right? I mean, it, it's like being the angel investor mm-hmm. type thing, right? Might be hard to get the stupid money or like the triple stupid money mm-hmm. for them, you know. But, you know, if, if someone's willing to pay triple stupid money for a small brewery, then uh, I could see someone like that going uh john daigle tweeted a picture today of an elysian ipa that was bottled in october yes. of 2014 yeah, i saw that it had dick cantwell's signature on the side and everything and uh i don't know if you somehow replied but it was uh since that one is um ba officially craft you <laughs> should charge a premium for that i do wonder what's going to happen to maybe i should talk about this in the main show but what, what happens when because these are at least middle, you know, these are mid-popular breweries that are being sold that account for fifty to 100,000 barrels. What happens to the Brewery Association numbers when these barrels suddenly get cut out of their, what, the craft beer numbers? I mean, their percentage right. of the market has to drop. Well, they're not going to change definitions until the year-over-year numbers don't look as good. Mm-hmm. You know, if keeping the rules the same makes the growth look flat, something's changing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're not going to go in and say craft beer declined Mm -hmm. or craft beer was flat. Now, if there's enough growth from 80% of the smallest breweries to cover up these losses, and I don't know what the numbers are, I don't know what the breakdown is, then they're just going to keep doing what they're doing. But if these big acquisitions are actually... I mean, it's growing double digits. So even a small hit there, they're still going to run with it. You know, if it only grew 8% year over year. But if it ever shows up flat. Yeah. Things, you know, the definitions change. Some things, the way the numbers are accounted will change. I was reading an article. It was actually published back in May in Draft Magazine, but Stan wrote it. Stan Hieronymus. Really good article talking about kind of the origin like the entomology of craft beer, like where it was first, what was two words were first put together. Mm-hmm. It was a, a Seattle, Washington area uh, beer writer who first used it back in 84 or something like that. And really well, re- I mean, you'd expect Stan to, when he wants to write a long form article, you know, he's going to research it. And, um, and it was really, uh, it was really quite interesting they were just starting, you know, since it was back in May, you had some of the, the breweries last year that were purchased, but none of the, you know, the new ones from this year. But it was still very uh, appropriate for 
the kind of times that we're in right now and uh uh, what what the dud Greg Cook said we need to stop calling the fizzy yellow stuff beer and our stuff craft beer and calling it calling the real stuff real beer you know beer and the fake stuff fake beer <laughs> i i saw this um article from liquid bread magazine big or small microbreweries deserve community support but what is but they're talking about <laughs> Craft breweries, not microbreweries. So, it, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I thought at first I was like really going to complain, and I thought, I mean, it's just a term that they're using. So, eh. but uh, I do feel like microbrew is not microbrewery is not a, at all a good term for these acquisitions. Um. So, I mean, up until just a few years ago, I would have to often use microbrew as a descriptor for the kind of beers we talk about on the show. I mean, when a wide enough audience, craft beer wasn't well known enough, you know, as recent as two years ago. Well, but uh, this is talking about right. today and it's different. Sure. I mean, it, sure, it, it mentions I, dogfish head as a microbrew. But what I'm, I'm saying, based on who you're talking to, there's still a lot of people out there that don't know what craft beer is or is not, but microbrew has been around for, 30 years, 25 years. This is not the New York Times. This is Liquid Bread magazine. Sure, sure. This is a magazine where, I mean, people know what they're doing. I assume if you're going to read that magazine, even the New York Times would call it, I mean, they know enough to call it craft beer. Maybe the, I don't know, the... um, Actually, Stan's article talked about when the Times started calling it craft beer and stopped calling it microbrew. I want to say it was like, 2006 or something like that. So, so a while ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. About the time we started calling it craft mm-hmm. brew. So the weird thing is they say craft beer in here, but then they say microbrewery also. And it's like, mm-hmm. I would not define dogfish as a micro. I wouldn't even define East End as a microbrewery. Huh. Okay. They have enough that, you know, they're a, maybe a mini brewery. <laughs> I mean, they're not. Well, I mean, you're making up your own definitions because microbreweries under thirty thousand barrels or something like that, right? Okay. So, so there is a there is a actual definition for microbrewery that uh, is a yeah. certain. Mm-hmm. So okay, so Eastend probably is not not over thirty thousand, but I'm sure Dogfish Head is. Oh, absolutely. All right, fifteen. I think it's thirty thousand now. This. This thing I just searched for says 15,000, but I think they upped that to 30. It has the, uh, it's dictionary.com. It has the uh, pronunciation key for M A H Y macro brewery. <laughs> okay, so Steve Harvey <laughs> uh, made a fool of himself. And yes. you, you, thought, you, you thought he didn't make as, as big a fool of himself as. Well, uh, I didn't as I, see. I didn't see the five minutes of him letting it run the wrong course. Right. I still haven't seen the five minutes of him letting him run the wrong course. What I heard was, oh, you know, what an idiot messed up the thing. Then I saw a picture of the card. And just seeing the picture of the card. Well, the card, whatever, the point is, clearly never rehearsed this thing at all. 
No, if they if they had rehearsed it and he still screwed it up that badly, yeah. then yes, he deserves everything he gets. If he was seeing that card for the first time, the we do put a lot of um, uh, expectation into live TV hosts that they're they know what they're doing and they're generally pretty bright to to handle things as they come. Steve Harvey is not a bright man, right? So <laughs> that was a mistake casting him. Uh, but if you know, if someone was reading that card for the first time, especially, I could see somebody making the mistake, but you don't let the person no, you know, run for five minutes thinking they one. Then, uh, okay, so that was fun. Hey, made a mistake. <laughs> I mean, you do if you're Steve Harvey, I guess. But Is that, that was... the buzz right there? Did you hear that? No, I thought I heard something for a second. Not very loud. It's possible. Set a marker here. Let's say that was at about twelve forty. We're hearing some weird sounds, or I was hearing some weird sounds when I listened to a playback. Can't remember where it was. Uh, if you guys have been hearing some weird sounds lately, we we just switched back last week or two weeks ago to audition. So there were some other weird things that happened when we were working on um, Audacity for a while, but. The last two weeks, I think, at least last week, should should have been fine sound-wise. So if there were any weird noises, we'd like to, you know, if you can say, hey, this weird noise. Especially happened. if you tell us when they happened. Yeah. But if not, just tell us what, kind of describe what you Yeah, heard. I just heard a buzz in my ear. Did you? Yes. What we're thinking is that we may need to buy some new equipment. Yeah, it stinks. Equipment's not that old. Here, it's, uh, I don't want to plug with the power on. I was going to take the third mic off, but actually, I just turned the gain the whole way down. Oh, it was a whole, well, wasn't the whole way down. Turn those down. Oh, I wonder if that's. Oh, you know what? Let's see. I, I have the input jack here on the floor. Right, I've been touching it with my this. foot. Might have been touching foot. it. Yep, that that was it. That was what I heard. That wasn't. I don't think that was the sound on on the. Right. Uh, Ooh, well, we just talked a bunch and didn't record it. <laughs> okay, so let's look through our scribbles here. Uh, we'll we'll just we'll discuss it on the post show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drunk yet. Let's get on to drinking beer. So yeah, we talked for probably uh, forty minutes. If you didn't hear all kinds of things, probably our best pre-show ever. <laughs> Wouldn't go that far. Didn't even turn on the uh, the backup recorder because. You know, what do you need the backups for? We got it all down. Yep. Never make a mistake. Okay, time for the show. <laughs> 